Good morning, brothers and sisters. Trust our night was restful. Today we will start a new chapter of the Bible and we will be reading the book of Jonah. Uh, we have just four chapters in this book and we will read the whole chapter, chapter one to chapter four from the contemporary English version. I read, one day the Lord told Jonah, the son of Hamitah, to go to the great city of Nineveh and say to the people, the Lord has seen your terrible sins, you are doomed. Instead, Jonah ran from the Lord. He went to the seaport of Joppa and found a ship that was going to Spain. So he paid his fare, then got on the ship and sailed away to escape. But the Lord made a strong wind blow, and such a bad storm came up that the ship was about to be broken to pieces. The sailors were, were frightened, and they all started praying to their gods. They even threw the ship's cargo overboard to make the ship lighter. All this time, Jonah was down below the deck, sound asleep. The ship's captain went to him and said, How can you sleep at a time like this? Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will have pity on us and keep us from drowning. Finally, the sailors got together and said, Let's, let's ask our God to show us who caused all this trouble. It turns out to be Jonah. They asked they started asking him, are you the one who brought all this trouble on us? What business are you in? Where do you come from? What is your country? Who are your people? Jonah answered, I'm a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. When the sailors heard this, they were frightened because Jonah had already told them he was running from the Lord. Then they said, do you know what you have done? The storm kept getting worse until finally the sailors asked him, what should we do with you to make the sea calm down? 12. Jonah told them, throw me into the sea and it will calm down. I'm the cause of this terrible storm. The sailor tried their best to row to the shore, but they could not do it. And the storm kept getting worse. Every minute, they prayed to the Lord, please don't let us drown for taking this man's life. Don't hold us guilty for killing an innocent man. All of this happened because you wanted it to. 15. Then they threw Jonah, Jonah overboard and the sea calmed down. The sailors were so terrified that they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made all kinds of promises. 17, the last verse, the Lord sent a big fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Amen. Chapter 2. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. When I was in trouble, Lord, I prayed to you, and you listened to me from deep in the word of the dead. I begged for your help and you answered my prayer. You threw me down to the bottom of the sea. The water was shining all around. 
I was completely covered by your mighty waves. I thought I was swept away from your sight, never again to see your holy temple. I was almost drowned by the swelling waters that surrounded me. Seaweed had wrapped around my head. I had sunk down deep below the mountains, beneath the sea. I knew that forever I would be I knew that forever I would be a prisoner there. But you, Lord God, rescued me from that pit when my life was slipping away. I remembered you, and in your holy temple you heard my prayer. All who worship worthless idols turn from the God who offered them mercy. But with shout of praise, I will offer a sacrifice to you, my God. I would I will keep my promise because you are the one with power to save. Verse 10, the last verse. The Lord commanded the fish to vomit up Jonah on the shore, and it did. Chapter 3. Once again, the Lord told Jonah to go to that great city of Nineveh and preach his message to, of doom. Jonah obeyed the Lord and went to Nineveh. The city was so big that it took three days just to walk through it. After walking for a day, Jonah warned the people, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. They believed God's message and set a time when they would go without eating to show their sorrow. Then everyone in the city, no matter who they were, dressed in sackcloth. When the king of Nineveh heard that, heard what was happening, he also dressed in sackcloth. He left the royal palace and sat in dust. Then he and his officials sent out an order for everyone in the city to obey. It said, none of you or your animals may eat or drink a thing. Each of you must wear sackcloth, and you must even put sackcloth on your animals. You must also pray to the Lord God with all your heart and stop being sinful and cruel. Maybe God will change his mind and have mercy on us so we, don't, so we won't be destroyed. 10, the last verse. When God saw that the people had stopped doing evil things, he had pity on them and did not destroy them as he had planned. Amen. Chapter 4, which is the last chapter in the book of Jonah. Jonah was really upset and hungry, so he prayed, Our Lord, I knew from the very beginning that you wouldn't destroy Nineveh. That's why I left my home country and headed for Spain. You are a kind and merciful God, and you are very patient. You always show love, and you don't like to punish anyone. Now let me die. I'll be better off dead. The Lord replied, What right do you have to be hungry? Jonah then left through the east gate of the city and made a shelter to protect himself from the sun. He sat under the shelter waiting to see what would happen to Nineveh. The Lord made a vine grow up to shade Jonah's head and protect him from the sun. Jonah was very happy to have the vine. But early the next morning, the Lord sent a worm, a worm to chew on the vine, and the vine dried up. During the day, the Lord sent a scorching wind, and the sun beat down on Jonah's head, making him feel faint. Jonah was ready to die, and he shouted, I wish I were dead. 
But the Lord asked, Jonah, do you have the right to be angry about the vine? Yes, I do, he answered, and I'm hungry enough to die. But the Lord said, you are concerned about a vine that did not plant or take care of. Sorry. But the Lord said, you are concerned about a vine that you did not plant or take care of. A vine that grew up in one hmm, hallelujah, in one night and died the next. In the, then 11, the last verse. In that city of Nineveh, there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell right from wrong. And many cattle are also there. Don't you think I should be concerned about that big city? May the Lord bless the reading of his word to us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Um, I know many of us are familiar with the book of Jonah and um, the story of Jonah, but I'm not going to assume. And I would like us to look at, um, you know, I know some of us, right, if we look at the story of Jonah, disobedience, disobedience, disobedience led him into destroying other people. Look at when he was on the boat with the other sailors, and imagine they were going on a different destination. Someone entered the train, entered their ship, and made all of this chaos happen. The storm happened. And the question to us is: on this journey of our life, who is on our boat? Who are we sailing with? Who are we working with? Who are the people in our circle? What this simply means to us is it's not everybody we have to keep opening our door to. You have a goal, you have a revelation from God. You don't need to tell it to every person because you don't even know the spirit in that other person you're telling your own journey to. It's not everybody you have to say, oh, because the Lord gave you this instruction and you want this other person to come with you because this person is your best friend or this person is your spouse or your partner or your BFF, how we call it. Not everybody we go on the journey with. We have to be mindful. So the question is, we need to ask ourselves is who is sinking our ship? You just feel very overwhelmed or overweight or, you know, you just feel tired. You don't know why. Who is sinking your ship? On your team at work, who is that person sinking your ship? And if we look at um, chapter 3, in verse, um, I think, 10, he said, God saw that the people had stopped doing evil things. He had pity and did not destroy them as he had planned. He's a merciful father. Which is why we always have to pray to God to forgive us our sins. You remember, I don't know if we are also familiar with the story of um, Ezekiah. The Lord is a God that turns things around. The impossible, he makes it possible. So when God sees through your heart, he will make plenty for you. He will make all your crooked ways straight. He will make the doctor's report turn positive for your good. 
God works with your heart, not what you say or, 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 or what you plan to do. It's what you have on the inside of you. And I pray the Lord will help us. Look at chapter 4. And, and, and let's look at um, the, the first verse to the second. So Jonah, was, Jonah was really upset and angry. And he prayed to the Lord. He said, I knew from the very beginning that you wouldn't destroy Nineveh. That is because, you know, God loves us. He's a merciful father. And even Jonah said, he said, because you are a kind and merciful God. You are very patient. You always show love. And you don't like to punish anyone. God loves you. No matter what you think you have done wrong, to not deserve God's mercy or, or love, he is merciful. All you just need is just ask. You don't have to condemn yourself thinking you are not, you know, you're not worth it. And look, look at verse 10 of this chapter 4. It says, and the Lord asked, he said to Jonah, you know, when Jonah was angry, was complaining about this, he said, you are concerned about a vine that you did not plant or take care of. A vine that grew up in one night and died the next. Do you know what this interprets as? You see how we are it's talking about people, let, let me put it in our own sense, like people pleaser. We are always worried about what people think of us, how we have to dress, how we have to look, how we have to be perceived by other people. When all of these things are things that we see today and tomorrow, they are no more. Remember, today we die, tomorrow, today we live, tomorrow we die. So why are you bothered about what people think of you or what they, 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 they perceive about you? What God is saying to us here, the way he told to Jonah, focus on my assignment. Focus on, on the tasks I gave to you. Focus on me. And not on what you have or don't have or what other people are doing or not doing right. You do what is pleasing to God. And I pray the Lord will help us to be faithful to, to live our life uprightly in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a beautiful day, and I'll see you tomorrow by God's grace. Bye for now, people of God.